hopes for using a new class of agent to improve coronary risks by raising HDL and lowering LDL received a setback at the American College of Cardiology meeting. The president of the ACC, Stephen Nissen, gave me his take on the Illustrate study, which his group presented here in New Orleans and published simultaneously in the New England Journal of Medicine. It uses torcetropib, an inhibitor of cholesterol ester transferase protein. But before talking about that, I asked Stephen to comment first on the COURAGE study, also just presented here, looking at adding PCI to optimal medical therapy in patients with stable angina. Well, it's about 2,000 patients that were randomized to either receive medical therapy alone or medical therapy plus a stent for stable angina. And the principal question here was whether there was a reduction in the risk of death and heart attack with putting a stent in the coronaries for patients with stable chest pain syndromes. Uh, the findings are striking, showing that there were, was no difference in outcome for the principal endpoint, which was heart attack or stroke. Uh, there was some reduction in the amount of chest pain in the group that got angioplasty, but it was very modest and it wasn't particularly durable, so that by the end of five years, the groups had very similar outcomes with respect to chest pain. Indeed, that's very interesting because in recent years, there's been a lot of support for aggressive therapy for various syndromes. Why do you think this result was obtained? Well, I think it's pretty clear that m most of the, uh, the heart attacks and sudden death episodes are occurring because there's plaques elsewhere in the coronary and that simply stenting one spot in the coronary doesn't alter the underlying disease process. And many of us have thought that for many years and I think this is a study that solidifies that finding. Among the medical therapies, what do you feel are the, the most important and crucial ones? Well, I think uh, controlling blood pressure and controlling lipids are the key, and of course smoking cessation is essential. Could I then uh, lead you on to another important topic represented here at the ACC meeting in New Orleans, uh, HDL raising. I know this is a personal interest of yours. What's going on here and what can you say from this meeting? Well, there's certainly some very stunning results. Uh, the, of course, people are aware that torcetropib, a very powerful HDL-raising drug being developed by Pfizer, that development was terminated because the drug in a large morbidity and mortality trial, which was stopped early, showed an increased, increased rate of all-cause mortality. Uh, I'm presenting results from an intravascular ultrasound study where we actually measured the growth of plaque in the coronary arteries. And indeed, we found that the drug did raise HDL by more than 60% and lowered LDL by another 20%. Uh, but it also increased blood pressure substantially by about 4.6 millimeters of mercury, an adverse effect, and it did not slow the progression of coronary atherosclerosis. And that's the Illustrate study? That's the Illustrate study that we're talking about. What do you pull out of this then for the practicing clinician? Well, we clearly need to find the right way to raise HDL. We found the wrong way with tercetropib. And the question now is to find other approaches that will raise HDL in a fashion that produces clinical benefits. Stephen Nissen talking to me here in New Orleans at the annual meeting of the American College of Cardiology. For the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Peter Goodwin.